city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. This is it. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This guy here is dead. Cross him off then. You're listening to In the Cards, a brand new show all about our St. Louis Cardinals. The latest news, rumors, and views, all right here on In the Zone Network. Post game show is brought to you by. Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Baseball had a chance to um, come back in a big, big way. And uh, first of all, it's really early on a Saturday. I don't know what I'm doing up. It's before 8.30 on the East Coast. I've been up since about 6 a.m. We have a brand new puppy in the house that I had to sleep with on the couch last night. That was probably a mistake. Um, but anyway, so I'm rummaging through some baseball articles and news this morning and and I'm just really not starting off the weekend on the on the highest of highs here because baseball had the chance to be the first professional sport in the U.S. Well, the first major professional sport in the U.S. to unify and come back in a big, big way. And I guess technically they still have that opportunity, but it's got a sour note to it as we finish off the week. The owners had agreed on a proposal, and they had uh, passed that along, well, weeks ago, finally passed that along to the union on Tuesday, and as, as m- maybe uh, us as fans, including myself, were naive enough to believe that um, they could come to a quick common ground so they could get uh, plans in motion to begin a season here pretty soon, and a, a short two week, call it two week, uh, uh, preseason or, or sorry, a two week, uh, miniature spring training to get, you know, knock the rust off and get back into action, get their timing back. And of course, if, uh, people including myself would have taken a step back and a deep breath, what's happened is, is probably you could have predicted, right. With a clearer mind, uh, not being under a pandemic house lockdown, uh, no sports, um, just desperate to get something back. I think all of us had some uh, uh, foolish optimism. Um, and of course, baseball is operating at uh, 100% just like itself. And that is, um, you know, it's all about money. And back in March, when the two sides agreed that, hey, look, they would agree to, uh, players would agree to take uh, half pay for half a season, right? It makes sense. And you know, ownership obviously agreed to that. And it's really felt like an act of good faith on both sides, because this is an outside force operating here. It's not caused by one side or the other. And 
that felt right. And of course, now it feels like uh, both sides are pointing fingers. Um, you have, uh, you know, people out there on social media and, and it's just like, it's no different than politics. They, they default to one side or the other every damn time. It doesn't matter what their argument is. doesn't matter what the situation is. They default to pro player, pro owner, very few people, it seems, or you know what? I can't say that. That's not fair. Very few people, uh, voice their opinion that fall somewhere in the middle of all this. And all you hear is one side or the other squawking out there on Twitter and every other platform that they can, uh, they can just uh, spew out whatever anger they've got pent up inside of them. Uh, it's really exhausting to hear the same rhetoric from the same people constantly all the time. Um, so there are, there's a story here on both sides. And I think along with all of you, I'm just kind of uh, going through this and trying to make sense of it myself. So the agreement was the players would would accept half their salaries for approximately an 82-game season. I don't know how the playoffs factors into this. I'm assuming if, if money's made in extra games, that uh, then it's divvied out as normal. And um, so what's happened is baseball is likely to start without fans in the stands. Okay? So that's a pretty big deal. For those of you that think... Uh, somehow like 99% of revenue comes from uh, TV deals and, and jersey sales and everything. Well, it doesn't, right? And, and it's going to vary for every team. It's not one blanket percentage that applies across baseball or any sport. You don't have people in the stadium. That is a significant revenue loss, right? And I think on average, I think the percentage was around 40%. I'm sure for some teams, it's a lot higher. But you all of a sudden you take forty percent of your yearly salary out, right? Let's just let's just put it this way. If you uh, well, and and that's the owner's revenue, you got to take other things into factor, right? But if somebody said uh, came up to you door and said, "Hey, you know, I you're going to work half the year, you're going to get half your salary, and then come back to you later and say, well, we want you to take a further cut because our our we're not going to make the revenue and we can't really afford to pay you. There's just got to be a different way of looking at it. You can't look at every ownership group or organization and think, man, they're sitting on billions of dollars. They can absorb all this and operate on plan. Every business has a plan. Every business has a strategy. And by the way, if you own a business, you're, you're, if you're not making money on that business, um, it's a bad business. And sure you have a workforce that's bringing in a lot of revenue and a lot of talent and a lot of marketability to the table. It's not undervalued in baseball. These guys get paid a lot of money. Now you can argue all you want and you'd be right. Lower levels probably should get paid more. But baseball uh, has the highest paid athletes, right? So that speaks to the union and the strength of the union. Man, I'm getting all, I'm going all over the place here. Shouldn't do this, but I uh, didn't get enough sleep last two nights. Again, I'm blaming it on the damn dog. I didn't want a dog. I haven't had a dog for 24 years and I've got one now. That's okay. She's cute. She also whines. She fits right in to this family. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's really, uh, you know, I was speaking to people just defaulting to one side or the other. Really, I, I, I suggest anybody who's 
confused about this, don't just read the headlines of an article. Actually read the goddamn article before you comment on it, man. That would be, that would go really, really far. Like inform your opinion just a bit. But there, there's a, there's a story here on both sides, right? And I can certainly see it from both sides and being in, um, being in a business myself, you have to look at every decision you make and lay it out almost like a do or do nothing scenario. If I didn't do this, how does that affect my, my business? If I do do it, how does that affect my business? So people that are just defaulting to, oh, people are greedy. That's a, that's a, that's a lazy take. That's a lazy ass take. You can't do that. There are teams out there that can certainly absorb this, but we're not talking about the Yankees or the Red Sox or anybody else like that, that, that live in a, uh, uh, exist in a rich market. You know, you got to think about teams like Pittsburgh, Kansas city, Oakland, Tampa Bay. You know, you got to think about organizations like that because all these owners are in a group together and they have to have a, a pretty good consensus view on things. Now, they're not going to starve. They're going to be okay. But these organizations that have a long-term goal or a strategy, this severely impacts them. And it impacts what they may have done next year or the year after. So to look at this as just a greed play, I'm sorry, folks. I mean, you can get mad at me if you want. I just think it's a lazy view. That's it. Now flip over to the player's side. You can certainly understand that if you are going to do half your job, you expect half your pay. But that's not the reality they're facing right now. The owner's saying, we can't do that. We can't do that because we don't have fans. We don't have that revenue in the stadium. And it's not just about ticket sales, folks. It's about concessions, merchandise that they sell at the ballpark. And for some organizations, like the Cardinals, for instance... They have an ownership group that has a stake in many businesses and, and things outside of just the ballpark. And those things are impacted as well. Because there's no fans going there. They, you know, they're not flooding that area of town right now. So it goes beyond just who's buying a ticket. It, it, it touches a lot of things and a lot of people. So I totally get it from both sides. And being in business, again, myself, I understand that, you know, you have to weigh these decisions carefully. You can't, it's not um, a luxury for every single organization to say, yeah, we'll eat it this year. Because a lot of them can't do it. Piss and moan all you want, but a lot of them cannot do that. You know, if I'm a, if I'm a fan of one of these small market or low revenue teams, yeah, I understand there's revenue sharing, right? And I understand that there are owners that have taken advantage of this revenue sharing and they don't put it back into their payroll, right? There are certainly shithead owners like that throughout the league, throughout all sports. But I'm, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and make a case study out of any of them right now. I'm just, I guess my point is, this is not as simple as what some people on social media are making it out to be. It's just not, it's complex. Now the players agreed to half their pay and the league is proposing basically you're going to get less than that because we don't have fans in the stands. So we, we need you to further meet us somewhere past the middle, right? Because we got to make this work. 
pretty much seems that the union is not going to move off. It just feels right now, based on just everything I'm reading, I don't, I don't see the union doing that. In fact, I see them, um, I see them not budging off of that, that demand. I understand it in one sense, but, and then the other, you know, I just wonder if, uh, some of the players think, uh, okay, so I want, I want half my pay. I want my $17 million. How does, how do you think that feels to the beer vendor walking up and down the aisles during the game? Who's out of a job right now? In, in, in most cases, they're not getting paid. How do you think that feels to an usher? How do you think that feels to the guy who, you know, goes to five or 10 games a year, makes minimum wage, he's out of a job right now, he or she is out of a job right now, and how do you think that sounds to those folks? You know, I, I think we really risk baseball having uh, an impact that we didn't, uh, we don't think about, it's not top of mind. And I get it, right? Like a lot of the players are, are, are taking a hard line right now because there's a CBA coming up in 2022. And anything they do right now could put their long-term strategy at risk and it could put future players at risk. And I think the goal of the union right now is to get, get players paid earlier in their careers rather than later relying on a big deal when they get to the right age because free agency has taken a turn and guys at or over 30, they're not being signed to eight to 10 year deals much anymore, if at all. You know, the, the days of the Albert Pujols contract at age 32, 10 years, I, I think those days are past us. So anything they do right now risks what they want to accomplish in 2022 with the new collective bargaining agreement. But that's not why we get up on a Saturday to think about a collective bargaining agreement in 2022. I mean, if you want me to take a syringe and Novocaine, just shove it right into my frontal lobe. I'd be happy to do that for you. But if I start talking about um, uh, bargaining agreements, then uh, that's what's going to happen to me right here on the microphone. You're just going to hear my forehead just boom, right up against it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass out. I just think we're disappointed. You know, I, I know that uh, leagues like uh, Korea, uh, the KBO... Japan, uh, they're going to be starting up. Uh, Korea's already, KBO's already underway. And Japan has a plan to get back this month. Coffee break. Hang on. Nothing like a freshly brewed Keurig K-cup to start you off on a Saturday. And be sitting here laying on the couch. And the first thing you start thinking about is baseball and how upset you are that we are where we are when we had a chance to be so great and bring a lot of people together. Hell, even the casual fans were going to be tuning in as soon as those first games started. TV ratings were going to skyrocket. It was going to be, it, it would have been incredible. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Um, I've, it's been such a roller coaster over the last week, having hope and optimism as I recorded ruffled feathers uh, for two birds on a bat with Jim Cromer on Tuesday evening. I had a lot of optimism, even though we heard players uh, complaining about the deal that the ownership group had handed over or proposed. Just two nights ago, 
recording team arrivals, I was more, way more pessimistic about things happening. And now as I wake up on Saturday, uh, the union's going to hand some ridiculous counteroffer back to the owners. And we stand right now as of what is, what the hell is today? May 30th. We stand the chance of just not having baseball at all in 2020. Okay. And not to, not to even get in, uh, we're just talking about major league baseball right now, but I didn't, you know, I, I don't have a full understanding of what's going on in the minor leagues. There are hundreds of minor leaguers that got cut just a couple of days ago. And they're, they're saying like a thousand or a thousand or so approximately a thousand minor league jobs are going to be lost. And these are players I'm talking about, you know, on the fringe of contraction, you know, contracting the minor leagues about, you know, 25%, cutting about 25% of the teams out of the minor leagues. So Gosh, baseball had a chance in the public eye, at least in the optics, to do something great for everybody, you know, and not to ignore their needs or, or what what they what they have to do to protect their futures. But boy, I tell you what, as sports fans, even if baseball was like your third or fourth favorite sport, man, tuning into a live game in North America at the beginning of July, around July fourth. Just feels like medicine, right? medicine to a lot of people. We could have used it, and it stands at real risk today to not happen, and that would be a damn shame. You know, what started off as um, a cause that wasn't caused by either side, and, and they worked together in the beginning, now to see them like this, this fissure just forming between the two sides, this is not what we need right now. And, we, and, and I, I don't know, you know what? People have a voice on social media platforms that can use it. I'm not the police, but I don't know. You know, I, I just, I wish some players would just pump the brakes before they go to social media. I mean, on both sides, really. And I, this is very political and I don't like to talk politics, especially not on a podcast. I avoid that like the plague, but I understand that there are some really deep and heavy things going on right now. And um, watching the news is, is uh, it's depressing. Um, it's sad. Uh, what's happening right now is, is uh, it's, it's weighing on everybody. And nobody needs to hear this from me. It's just, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's, uh, it's a tough time, you know. And uh, I certainly know that none of us will die without sports, but boy, it sure is. Uh, um, it sure plays into our mental state, right, when we don't have it. I understand it's not the most important thing in the world, but sports are important, and especially to a city like St. Louis. That is a sports town. I don't care what the people who don't – I know there are people there that don't believe that, but St. Louis is a sports town. It's very important to them. And we could sure use uh, baseball back in many places. You know, my, my kids' Little League, both of them, uh, canceled. College season was – wiped out minor league baseball is taking a thumping this year who knows what state that's going to come back in that's a that's a very sad ordeal i don't know enough about the minor leagues to, to talk about the details on here i just know that a lot of uh, a lot of careers ended this week which is not fair and it's uh, really sad those guys are making 400 dollars a week a lot of teams just won't pay them some will. Kudos to them. Some won't. 
And, and you know what? Some of them just can't flat out. It's not greed. They just can't do it. Argue all you want. Uh, in business, you've, you've got to make decisions sometimes and you have to remove the uh, human aspect from it or, you, or you'll, you're, you're going to be paralyzed. So, um, boy, what a, what a downer. I just call this episode just downer. Debbie downer on a Saturday, May 30th. Ah, man. Um, look on on the bright side, we've, uh, we've taken a turn on the team arrivals podcast. You guys listen to that. Um, we've, uh, jumped beyond baseball, right? I mean, that, that show started off with the premise. This is a baseball show. And we found that over this pandemic, without baseball to talk about it, at least in any way as substance, um, we've been talking about other things and found, you know what? We actually enjoy talking about a lot of this other shit more than we do just baseball. So that show is no longer just a baseball show. Although the episode we break out and say, we're going to do Beyond Baseball, that's all we talked about because that's, that's the big story and you could talk about it for hours. And I'm still thinking about it. So if you watch that, what's great about it is uh, we've jumped to a new platform. We're now live on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Periscope, all simultaneously every Thursday at 9 Central Time. We hope you can join us. Uh, okay, well, with that said, um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep reading up today. Hopefully the sides can come together. Boy, because... Um, we could really use it. I think all of us could. And um, I, still have a, I still have hope that uh, we will get baseball back. We will get all the sports back. And just the two sides right now with the rift between them and the, and the finger pointing is not a good look, especially in a time of need, especially with way more important things happening here in our country. These new sides, they, they just, something needs to click. They need to figure it out. They need to figure it out or you're going to lose some people. You're going to lose fans. Just this is how it works. We saw it in 94. Baseball came back in a big way. But you had uncommon home run hitting power in the late 90s. Uncommon and, and, and aided, right? I mean, to be honest, but you can't count on something like that happening again to bring baseball back. It was already behind the popularity of, of like the NBA and the NFL. And I think baseball was, was gaining some steps, but they're going to risk falling further behind the curve here. So there's a lot at stake. Get back on the field, come to an agreement. And if they can do it and they can do it in a positive way, you're going to set records, not only for attendance, when they open the parks back up, but for TV ratings and everything else. So, uh, they can either choose to make jack shit this year or make something and make a statement and a positive in a positive way this year to carry on going forward. So here, basically here it comes down to this folks. It's there's the fuck up right now. And unfortunately the first couple attempts, they've done just that. So my message to them is get your shit together, come to an agreement. Let's get back to playing. We need it. If you do it right, we'll come back even stronger next year as a fan base. Okay, well, I am done. 
for a Saturday. I'm sure my wife wants me back in the house because chaos could be ensuing. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to do just that. Uh, you can find me at in the cards on Facebook. Also the same handle on Twitter in the cards podcast. I think it's in the cards pod. Hell, I don't remember. Ask my co-host. I never remember my Twitter handles, but you can find me personally at T O R underscore Ron seven, five on Twitter. And again, you can catch me and the rest of the team of rivals crew at team of rivals pod on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at team of rivals podcast. We go live every Thursday at nine on YouTube, Periscope and Facebook live. want to thank my, uh, Friends at In The Zone, Palmer Alexander, Arlington Lane, Derek King, all you guys, uh, thank you for supporting me. Thank you for allowing me to create something on your platform. And I apologize for starting off a Saturday, such a sour note, but I had uh, I had thoughts and things I was thinking inside of my head. I just walked out here and just hit record. So let me know what you guys think. If you listen to this, um, uh, what are your thoughts? What is, what is your hope? What is your hope level? <laughs> Let's call it that. And... Um, Ultimately, how do you feel that this will all shake out? I'd be interested to hear from all of you. So uh, I hope to, I hope you do just that. Uh, please, if you uh, if you want to listen to the audio, other audio versions of this, uh, I, of course, always put links out on Facebook, but you can find it on iTunes. That's the most popular one. Hell, like 90% of downloads come from there. Uh, but also on Radio Public and Spotify and Google Podcasts. So if you got an Android phone or something and you can't uh, just get iTunes, go to one of those locations. You'll find me there. And you can find me on the Team Arrivals podcast feed. I put this podcast on there as well. And in the zone, look that up on your podcast app and you will find me. All right, folks. Hope everybody has a great weekend. I promise I will not uh, I will not open a single alcoholic beverage before noon today. Never before noon. Love you all so much. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.